Welcome everyone to On Podcast, the On Microsoft Podcast, where we talk about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. And I am out in the field again, as you can see in from my background, <laughs> or probably tell from my audio a little bit, uh, but it had to be done. Uh, I'm your co-host today, Kareem Anderson, joined by the world's greatest co-host. Arif Bacchus. Yeah, and we're here to bring you uh, the Windows news for the week, or the Microsoft news for the week. We got a ton of stuff. Uh, we'll try and get through as much as much of it as we can in our allotted time with you guys. Uh, we'll start off kind of just going over the rundown of some of the things we have on the on the docket, which starts with Windows 11 inbox app updates. We got those, uh, I think, two days ago, yeah, yesterday. These, these, this is just like a couple of apps that panels teased, but uh, me and you were just talking on mic, off mic about it. We didn't get the big uh, alarms clock app update, but we did get some uh, updates for the snipping tool, calendar, calculator, and mail, and mail apps that uh, you guys might want to know about. Yeah. Then we get to move on to the real fun stuff, which is hardware rumors. Uh, as we kind of dovetail into October, early fall-ish, where we're expecting a Surface event, uh, despite you know limited uh, chip supply, uh, we have some uh, rumors running about uh, some new hardware designs, some potential new categories for Surface devices. Uh, we'll cover those uh, in a little bit. And then we also have to go back and readdress the print nightmare situation. Uh-huh. Now, um, <laughs> I'll I'll add the scary music like we did the last time around because yeah. this this is this is not going away from Microsoft. They did issue a patch which tried to address it, but there is another issue with that patch that security researchers just found, and we'll get you up to speed on that. Yeah, and then we get into our favorite section, which is the fast recap. Uh, where we're shaving ourselves down by a few minutes. We're going from 10 minutes, so hopefully eight minutes to maybe six <laughs> minutes. Uh, but we'll be going over actually a, a multitude of things. We have the revamped Fluent Designs. Uh, we have some news about that. Some uh, Microsoft developers are coming and talking about that and kind of uh, what we should expect in Windows 11. And then we also have a new app to make Windows 11 look like Windows 10 for some reason, if you want that. Yeah, it's those old start guys from the uh, <laughs> Windows 8 days. They're back with new apps for you guys. Uh, then we also have Microsoft acquiring an Israeli video stream company this time. Normally, uh, what comes out of Israel is, is cybersecurity. Uh, we have video streaming this time, uh, and it's for enterprise, uh, which is kind of a surprise since we have teams already. But uh, we'll talk about what this could mean in the future. And then we also have a new... Not new, but a new rumor about a new thing in Windows that could be coming to Windows 11 about hiding the recommended section of the Windows 11 start menu. Yeah, for all of you who hate advertising, we're talking <laughs> about you, Paul Thurot. Uh, Microsoft might have heard your prayers. Uh, and then we have our final section, which is the week ahead. Yeah, and for a week ahead, um, ZTE sent us the Axon 30 smartphone for review. It's basically the budget-friendly version of the Galaxy S21. Uh, we'll be reviewing that in the coming weeks ahead. And then we also have some more Fallout uh, from Print Print Nightmare that we think will be coming up as well. Unless, And you usually have your hardware reviews as well. Yeah, um, uh, and I got to actually start writing them up because I'm just sitting <laughs> a ton of stuff. Uh, but I actually got a new device, and it's uh, it's called uh, the BP Pro Heart Monitor, I believe. It's actually a smartwatch uh, that I'm testing out. Uh, it has an app for Android. They have a website that you can go to on Windows. Uh, and it's just basically kind of testing out to see uh, for those who might have heart issues, sleep apnea, you know, some more critical conditions, if this is the smartwatch for you. 
And that said, uh, let's get it here for what everyone came for, which is the Windows 11 inbox app updates. Um, you, we were just talking off camera again about this, and you have the new apps on your PC, but being the person that I am, I don't have it yet, even though I did go to the uh, Microsoft store and check for updates, but it's not on my system. Yeah, you know, for those of you who are new to the podcast, new to the, <laughs> new to these, the, the two uh, of us, uh, a little history is that uh, RF back in the day wrote a pretty critical review <laughs> of the Surface Pro X, and uh, we think he might be blacklisted a little bit, yeah, probably. at least when it comes to some of these updates. Uh, but in his defense, he's not missing much, uh, and neither are you if you don't have it yet. Uh, these are super subtle uh, updates to the inbox apps, and only to a handful of them. We didn't get anything new for photos. Uh, we didn't get anything new for uh, the, the media player, I guess, which used to be formerly known as Groove. Uh, or Xbox Music or whatever. Uh, so some of the bigger apps that you, you would expect new design to come to have it. Uh, I mean, essentially what you got was some rounded corners, once again, for the calculator app. Uh, you do get a consolidated uh, experience when it comes to Snip and Sketch. Uh, what they've done is they've combined both uh, the functionality and the code from your uh, snip to snipping tool originally, uh, the Win32 version, and brought over the canvas that you edit in from the snippet sketch. So uh, you get the best of both worlds, essentially. Uh, and a cool, nice design. Uh, what else? Well, we also got calendar and mail. Uh, we'll show you some, if we can, get some screenshots of those. Again, super subtle, not a bunch to kind of run home to, rounded corners on, on the uh, content on the inside of the app. Because right now, a lot of apps are being forced into rounded corners, yep. but some of the UI within the app itself is still very much uh, flat and fluent design. So, uh, or at least, Old fluent. We'll get a new fluent in a little bit, uh, but yeah, old fluent uh, design. So you know, Microsoft's slowly dragging its butt along when it comes to this design stuff. Is it designed to like make a Windows 11 look more fluent? I know they had a video, a Windows developer video, where what is the name? Uh, Kevin Gallo was talking about how they are trying to get developers on board with all of the new design elements of Windows 11. So are they trying to like set a standard here where they're like, this is how our flagship apps look now you can make apps that look the same way uh i mean if i had to guess and that's what i do on this <laughs> podcast all the time uh yes it's exactly what they're doing uh i mean and they're also doing it in the least uh function heavy apps up front yeah. and like you know the only thing that kind of worries me is they did this before with metro you know usually the apps that aren't uh, super intensive are the apps that they designed first and then what they fail to do afterwards add the functionality back into it or at least show app developers who are, you know, pretty savvy on how to uh, take these design languages, these design uh, hints, and add them to super dense, super heavy apps. So, uh, like I said, I want them to, uh, you know, bring over uh, the rest of the functions for Outlook into this new mail app. Uh, you know, make it, you know, show to developers, you know, hey, if you have a, a content dense heavy. Uh, app, this is what it could look like. These are all the submenus. These are all the ways that the animations can flow from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next, versus, you know, these super basic, here's a clock app, and now your text font looks a little nicer and the corners are a little more rounded. 
Despite rounded corners, there are people out there who think the app is still horrible. Um, our old friend uh, Joe Finney, he just uh, tweeted me the, a couple hours ago, and he said, the mail and calendar team need to get their heads out of the sand and make the app good. So many issues with mail. And then he's like, all caps, so many issues. So uh, rounded corners are not solving all of the problems, but it is no. uh, it is a small step forward. Yeah, and I'm not here to defend Microsoft whatsoever <laughs> uh, because he's got very valid points in his arguments. I also just want to note that, again, if he's having issues with this, Microsoft does offer like three other versions. Three other of ways to get mail your clients. mail. So uh, if, he, if he wants to, uh, he can just wait for Outlook or Exchange to, to start getting more design uh, elements or the PWA to bring over more functionality or for the inbox client to get more functionality. Like I said, there are many ways to get your, your email fix, uh, Joe. But uh, moving along, this um, this this inbox app updates are coming to Dev Channel Windows Insiders only. But they did release a beta build also on top of the um, the Dev Channel build. Same build for both branches, and the build uh, comes with some small uh, fixes here and there. And there's not nothing much new in it, other than some improvements for the Teams chat app, which I just wrote about last week, saying it wasn't fully featured, and all of a sudden now. I have they're they're updating the app with features. Um, the Teams app got the ability to create and join meetings, uh, change your mic and speaker settings, manage meeting info, share your screen, see participants, add meeting participants, chat, and see people's video as well. So if you're a Windows Insider running Windows 11 on the Dev channel, the Teams app is picking up some big updates for you. Yeah, that is uh, a lot. So I hope. Uh, <laughs> Ravia thinks uh, the world of you for adding that because uh, <laughs> love, love to get our little bits of Teams information in on the podcast. Now, the why don't you get us into what everyone probably also came here for? Because we put a thumbnail uh, in the video of a concept for the Surface Book 4. But um, apparently Surface Book 4 might not be a thing and we might get Surface Laptop Pro or Surface Laptop Studio instead. Yeah, we've been writing about this for about uh, at least really heavy, heavily for this this week uh, about uh, patents that came in, uh, concepts that are being uh, fleshed out, and then rumors. Uh, our folks, our friends over at Windows Central, uh, I believe yesterday came out with a rumor, yeah, as of right now, but they do have some sources that they've been speaking with, and they're usually pretty good on that, about uh, Microsoft uh, pivoting uh, from the Surface Book uh, to this new form design. And for those of you who are listening, I will try and describe it as best I can. Uh, it is, if you've ever seen the Sony Vio Duo, or I believe the new HP, uh, the name escapes me right now. It's one of the latest HPs that has, basically what it is, it's uh, uh, what would have been a detachable with a keyboard cover that basically keeps the entire thing uh, melded together. Kind of like uh, an iPad Pro with Magic Keyboard, if you think about it. That's probably the best description, yeah. yeah. Uh, except that you can't detach it. You won't be yeah. able to take it straight yeah. off. So that's uh, basically what their entire story is about. Again, uh, Windows, not to misquote, hopefully not misquote or misrepresent Windows Central's reporting or our very own. Um, the only thing that's been concrete about it, is, or at least about the rumor, is that it won't be a detachable like the Surface Book used to be. Uh, yeah. You know, I have uh, one right here. Uh, and, you know, this thing has been kind of controversial, one, because of uh, the gap that you guys can see. Uh, yep. This full from hinge has been an issue. 
Uh, and the super complex engineering behind it has also been an issue for some people who want uh, a you know, just to keep the dedicated GPUs at all times, keep the battery life and everything. And everyone kept just saying, like, if you didn't make it a detachable, um, then you could do all of the pro stuff, like you know, like a MacBook Pro would do, or uh, a Dell XPS 30, 15 or something like you know, more heavy duty gaming PCs and things like that. Microsoft, had, you know, for three iterations of the Surface Book, has stuck by the the fulcrum hinge and the way that they designed it. Um, but uh, the folks at Windows Central believe that this year they may pivot away from that for this new uh, iPad Pro esque uh, Magic Keyboard design for the device to keep it all together, not detachable. And with that, with the new design, we'll be able to add more battery, uh, beef up the graphics performance, uh, enlarge the screen, uh, increase the size of the trackpad, uh, and you know, also perhaps play around with these new, uh, I believe that they're talking about uh, uh, haptics uh, in the screen and in the trackpad. So there's a lot that can be going in, into this if this were to come true. And there's also the um, part of it where they talked about how, what was it that they said about how it also will have the new N NVIDIA graphics inside? NVIDIA Rather, graphics, yeah. So you're beefing up the the Surface. Well, they, they specifically said they don't know what it's going to be called. They thought it would they thought it would be called the Surface Laptop Pro or Surface Laptop Studio because obviously here Microsoft is going for putting GTX graphics inside and beefing up the thing so you could turn it into a full-on like editing machine. But do, does it does it really make sense to shake up the lineup this much? Is it something that the fans wanted for a long time or is it just something that they're trying to do something different from what they have in the past to like when the when the when the surface book first came out it was so so mind blowing to see the screen come off the computer so are they trying to re-innovate the whole category here and do something different like panels is known for well i mean as we try and remind uh, all our viewers that these products are 5 years in development yeah um so uh as much as we would like to credit the pandemic I mean, well, I take that back. No way to credit the pandemic. As much as the pandemic can be attributed to a lot of new designs and, and uh, uh, considerations by companies, I believe that this, if this were true, this new Surface Studio thing is a uh, compromise for people who want a Surface Pro, a portable Surface Pro, but with the design and uh, prowess of a Surface Studio for design aspects, for video editing, for on-the-go drawing, things like that. Like, you can do a lot of that with the Surface Pro, but you can't push it as hard as you can because of its limited form factor. Uh, and, you know, it's Surface Pros have been known not to have uh, NVIDIA graphics cards, which you need for heavy uh, video editing and anything right. that requires heavy GPU usage. Uh, and the Surface Laptop is not for that. That's more for people like us who do writing, executives who need to just uh, review and sign documents and, and review and sign uh, PowerPoints and PDFs and, you know, Excel. Uh, so this this new form factor would be for those who are in content creation, who are in heavy uses of macros, who are using, you know, 200 point or 200 page PowerPoint uh, presentations to put together, uh, using Adobe and heavily, uh, AutoCAD, all that kind of stuff. This would be that device. So, I mean, in theory, you would have the Surface Pro 7 for 
perhaps students or you know your average user the laptop for people who don't want that form factor particularly who just want yep. a bigger screen and a, and a keyboard that's always attached and then you would start to break down into the surface pro surface uh, laptop studio for though you know your macbook pro uh, equivalent and then you'd have hopefully at some point the surface studio 3 which would be your all-in-one so microsoft's working their way up the chain slowly i think and there was a person who had a concept of how this would look like. Um, all of what we're saying is based off of a patent that Microsoft put out. Well, not Microsoft put out. The, the patent office put out yeah, they, uh, back in back in July. But yeah. this person, uh, Ryan Smalley, who he's the one who had this concept before the patent even came around. And that well, is the photo that we have in the um, thumbnail and what we're also showing here right now over the video, video as B-roll. Yeah, uh, and like we said, we want to uh, credit not only Ryan, but uh, I believe that again his design and concepts came up before before, yeah. uh, before this patent was revealed and before uh, yesterday's talks about Surface uh, Laptop Pro. And I would say again, there are other designs out here. Maybe uh, or if we can put them in the bureau of actual devices that have already tried or, or have already experimented with this form factor, maybe not yep. to the degree in the quite of the same type of surface engineering that we've come to know, but there are examples already in the field. People can go out and buy these devices that we believe Microsoft is going to try and perhaps get, uh, you know, uh, popularized in the, in the, in the coming uh, years. Because again, there is, I think, a market for this design, especially again, if we don't have to worry about taking off the top of the tablet and only having an hour or two of battery life and then charging both pieces in order to have a full thing. You can just plug it in. And if you need to flip the entire thing over and have a, the same slim form factor, but not have to touch the keys that we're all used to when you, when yep. you do a, like a Lenovo yoga or something yep. like that. Uh, so I think there's merit to it. I, I would love to test it out if it's true. Uh, if not, then uh, I will see if I can get my hands on an HP and tell you, how, tell you guys how that one is. And then they also need a flagship device to sell Windows 11 on. And we know that Panos is all about uh, coming up, like I said, with revolutionary devices. He had the uh, Duo, and then he put the uh, the laptop, and then he did the uh, Surface Pro, and he's always iterating on that. So it would make sense for Microsoft to come up with a new form factor or a new design to sell Windows 11, which is new. And would they want the hardware to match up with the software? Well, and then again, uh, you're totally right on that, and I second that. And as I was mentioning earlier, if this thing does implement haptics in the screen, this is on yep. par with what Microsoft said they wanted in Windows 11 as far as pin support uh, now, in, in, including that. Oh, and that was the other thing that's part of Windows Central's rumor is that they may be redesigning the Surface Pen, uh, perhaps yep. including that within the pen and not so much on the screen's hardware, uh, again, because you have so many different fail points if you do it on just the screen itself. So maybe they work in conjunction or maybe this is something that they will be able to backport to other Surface devices just through the pin. And if you buy the new uh, Surface Laptop Pro, you'll have both in the screen and in the pin uh, for you know greater uh, density and, t and texture for people who, again, use the pin all the time. 
Again, all just rumors for now, but we're Very hoping we're, rumors. Hope, so we're hoping salt so much salt rivers. and grain and rice and everything <laughs> uh, and a needle in a haystack here. But we do <laughs> hope that it comes to life and it becomes official in October. And Windows Central has a very good track record when it comes to these things. So it's more than likely like this would end up being very true. Yeah, in some form or another. Uh, maybe it won't launch until the end of uh, winter or something. It may be, yeah. be delayed, but I mean, uh, we expect some new type of Surface device uh, in the coming months. Exciting times are ahead. We're approaching Techtober. It's all already August. Yeah, so I mean, get your hands, get your pockets ready for a Duo, whatever this new mysterious <laughs> Surface Laptop Pro is, maybe a Surface Pro 8. I mean, it, it, it it's all coming. But that said, uh, let's go turn the clock back a bit for our third topic and visit a print nightmare. If you haven't been following this saga, you might have heard that Microsoft issued a Patch Tuesday fix, which is one of those KB updates that you see in Windows 10. And supposedly this patch... Um, requires administrative privileges for running point and print driver installations and updates. And then this is because uh, someone was able to exploit that ability in Windows 10. Previously, uh, you didn't need this um, administrator privileges to run, to install drivers via point and print. And this is what could lead to someone taking full control over your system remotely via command prompt and installing all kinds of programs and doing all kinds of bad things and messing up your system. And it's all because of a flaw in the Windows spin print spooler service. So that is a recap of Print Nightmare. And the patch is supposedly to fix, supposed to fix that by an, uh, requiring your admin password whenever you want to install a print driver via the, via the, um, the point and print service. But Another, uh, we, we like to call them hacktivists, is what I like to say. They, they found a flaw in this situation where if you already have the driver handy on a system and you've already installed that bad driver for a remote printer, the person can still gain access into your system without requiring a password. Um, and this, this specifically is needing physical access to your PC to install all of those all of those bad things and take full control over your PC by installing these these um these bad drivers. And this is what this is the new issue here with with print nightmare that's going on. And Microsoft created a new CVE for it, which is an, a security advisory. And they said that a patch is coming soon. But so it looks here like this is this is not ending anytime soon. It's been three patches already, and this is not going away. And every every time they issue a new patch, a security researcher dives deeper and finds another issue. And they, Microsoft says the only way to stop this uh, new new flaw is disabling the Prince Spooler service entirely. And again, that's gonna stop you from printing so it it's a problem in windows that really needs fixing and i don't know when when it's going to end <laughs> yeah we said all of these great things about hardware coming out and we still have you know leaks in the software that you know could render your hardware uh <laughs> vulnerable so bottom line is stop printing things just use the cloud this is our microsoft cloud, exactly yeah, this i'm going to put on my tinfoil hat and go to conspiracy land with me come with me I believe this is all part of pushing OneDrive in Azure. They're saying, hey, you know what? All of you weirdos out here still physically printing things. There's a big danger out there for you. But 
if you just start sharing links and sharing things through the drive and through the cloud, don't even have to worry about this. You'll never be, you'll never be vulnerable. Got taking my hat off now, but I there believe is, I mean, think about it. There is a way to get around this without disabling the uh, printer spooling service. And I believe a security researcher, Benjamin Depley, I'm, I'm probably saying his name wrong. He has a thread on Twitter where you could use the uh, group policy editor to make it that it would only install printers from authorized servers. And that is the, the whole, the whole, um, the root of the problem here. So if you want to know how to get around all this uh, print nightmare situation, We'll have the link in the comments, and I'll have the B-roll of his tweet, and you could check it out and visit him for more information on how you could stay safe. Yeah, that's much more productive than my conspiracy theories. So I guess we won't move <laughs> on. Uh, uh, good section. And uh, now it's time for our week ahead section, which has a lot oh, of windows. You oh, we, oh, I skipped. I skipped fast <laughs> recap. Whoops! I, I got them out of order this week. But a uh, fast recap is all themed towards Windows uh, this week, right? Yeah, it's a very heavy, Windows heavy, and we will get started. You want to put some time on the clock? I'll give us 10 minutes because everyone loves Windows 10. So I'll give us 10, 10 minutes. And I will give, I'll try and do it in six, starting with revamp fluent design. Uh, we have a post up, uh, and I believe this is from the Microsoft uh, developers channel once again, where we have a conversation with uh, Greg and uh, Christina over at the, in the Windows, uh, what are they called? Windows developer. Yeah, Windows developer section. And they're talking back and forth about revamp Fluent Design. So Fluent Design is not gone. Uh, again, we didn't know what to call this new version of rounded Windows. We just called it Windows 11. But I guess internally they're just calling it revamp Fluent Design. And they discuss what developers can do uh, in order to take advantage of this new rounded, softer version of Windows versus the uh, Metro flat version slash Fluent Design one. Um, you know, we've seen, you know, as we talked at the top of this podcast about uh, the Inbox apps, they discuss what developers who want, uh, you know, to use more design and denser applications can do. Uh, how they are slowly pushing this along and how this won't be, as we would all hope, a kind of one big wave of developer designs. Uh, kind of like how Apple did with uh, Big Sur. Microsoft is trying to tamper expectations, at least with this video and the discussions about it, that this is an ongoing process, as it always has been and always will be from back in Windows 8 days, or Windows 7 to Windows 8, from Windows 8 to Windows 10, from Windows, or Windows 8.5. To or Windows 8.1 to Windows 10 from Windows 10 now to what we're at. So it is constantly changing. Uh, we can expect to see uh, new guidelines and new things come up for developers continually. Uh, starting, I think I think they're calling the new. Oh, sorry, I have the hiccups. They're they're calling the new design uh, Mica, if I'm not wrong. Correct. Yeah, and uh, I mean I don't know what that stands for. It's just the way that it looks because it's it's like it's like that glass Mica. Ooh, glass make a marble effect where you have the um the window behind, and then you put the you see through to the desktop, and they mentioned how it doesn't have enough. Uh, you don't need to refresh it constantly compared to regular Windows 10, where the system needs to refresh the wallpaper and refresh the pixels and constantly work in the background to get the pixels right. Yeah, and this all goes towards, again, not just for uh, design fields and all. This is also part of the Windows engineering to take uh, to minimize resources being used to make the yep. operations faster, 
uh, to, to make it smaller and as far as resources are being used on the device so that you have more of Windows 11 to use when you're kind of being productive. And if you don't like the way that Windows 11 uses you looks, you could try a Start 11 beta. beta. I, yeah. I, I apologize for my hiccups because I have water here and it's not helping them go away. So if you hear that's me, if you hear me stutter, that's the reason why. But I'm trying to get yeah. through my sentences. Um, uh, I'll say this if you want. Uh, Start yeah, 11 beta for Windows is out. Uh, again, this is basically just bringing the old start menu from Windows 10 uh, to Windows 11, uh, yep. where you can kind of still see, uh, make use of uh, tiles and things of that nature. Uh, I believe it can be done in the center mode as well. I mean, like I said, Windows 11 allows you to have a center uh, taskbar or a left-aligned taskbar. Uh, so again, these uh, the start group. I forget the name of the start. Is it start doc or start doc? Start 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 dark. Start start doc. Yes, the, they were around to help all of us uh, transition from Windows 7 to Windows 8, uh, and again from Windows 8 to Windows 8.1 and from Windows 8.1 to Windows 10, and they're doing it again with Windows 11. Um, I've, I've kind of given up on fighting Microsoft and the design changes, so uh, this kind of app doesn't appeal to me. But for those of you who, uh, you know, again, love the way you have everything set up and it's the way you're most productive, uh, it's in beta. Uh, so you can go check it out. You know, maybe we'll have a link here, or you can go to our website and kind of look for the article, and we'll have more information about that. And then moving on, Microsoft also acquired the Israeli video stream company Pier 5, and they're working to build the technologies that this company worked on into Teams. I believe it has a lot to do with live and on-demand video streaming. So basically, they're trying to boost. Um, Teams was used by the NBA and a lot of other big companies during the pandemic to stream like fans into the stadium. So I believe this is what uh, probably their technology will be used for. Yeah, um, uh, we're expecting to, to, you know, see this in a few years come to uh, Teams. And again, you might be scratching your head saying, doesn't Teams already do this? Well, you can always incre- you can always improve the fidelity. You can always yep. improve the, the compressions, the algorithms in which uh, you offer features and feature sets for, again, these are for enterprise uh, and beyond. So uh, imagine hosting, you know, in a world where we're still dealing with pandemic effects or people are just realizing that, uh, it's it more or it's more financially feasible to host a big conference via you know uh, telecast and webcast. Uh, now having this as a feature straight in Teams, where you can broadcast to hundreds of thousands of people from your laptop, from a desktop, versus a whole entire setup uh, needing 4K streams and all kinds of fiber optics and things like this. That's what we're expecting to see with this Israeli uh, Pure Five company, and uh, you know at least what they're bringing to the table. And now let's jump back from Teams back into Windows 11. See, I was so excited about talking about Windows for the past 30 minutes that I ended up getting the hiccups over Windows. But <laughs> now we're good. Now that I had a chance to relax, we're going back you to get a Windows. Chance to 11. breathe, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also 103 degrees today in New York City, so that doesn't help anything either. But we're going yeah. back. We're going back to talk about Windows 11 here, and um, Microsoft might be moving allowing you to remove the recommended section of the Windows 11 start menu. Someone on Reddit posted a photo of the, um, I believe it's the registry editor, where he tweaked with some things and he was able to remove the recommended section. So you could just have a whole list of apps on the start menu, leaving you more room to get into your apps, which is more important, right? 
Yeah, uh, this is, uh, you know, we mentioned earlier at the top that, you know, people like Paul Thrive, Ralph Rivera, I mean, people who just use Windows and have used Windows for a long time and have got used to uh, a certain way Windows works uh, will probably, if this is something that we can all tap into uh, commercially, will be appreciative of this. I mean, not everybody wants to see, you know, uh, some kind of weird app or game that they don't care about being advertised in the start menu. Uh, <laughs> that's basically Microsoft is doing. So uh, it's weird that they put that in there because, you know, part of making Windows 11 or Windows 10 free was that, you know, you'd start to see more advertising, so to speak. Uh, so don't get too excited about this coming or being something that normal people could tap into. Uh, but it is promising that, again, just to take, and it's not a very much, it's just a line There's or so. just a line or two, yeah, a couple lines. Yeah, line, uh, yeah, line spacing of text. You can add maybe another row of apps or something in too. But again, it's just one way to, again, customize your experience of Windows. Uh, hopefully, we'll all, be able to, we'll all have a chance to kind of try it out. And I think we finished our fast recap in under 10 minutes or so. Um, I, think so. Or so. I think we did a good job here, which means it's time for our favorite segment, which is a week ahead. I'll let you get started on your hardware review stuff first, and then I'll jump over to what I have for the week ahead. Yeah, like I said, uh, I still have uh, the content creative uh, review that I'm doing. Uh, and I finished that up. I just need to sit down and actually put together all the pieces I have, all the video footage, all of the screenshots, things like that. Basically, I'm testing out uh, software between uh, DaVinci Resolve, uh, Filmora, uh, ClipChamp, and some other ones to see how much, uh, how productive I can be on a Surface laptop. Uh, four of all devices in video content creating. I've made a ton of videos uh, using all of these things, and it can be done. The rendering takes forever, but again, for all of the people who say that Macs are for uh, uh, content creation, I would argue that uh, Surface Laptop 4 can get the job done, especially with all of these tools. The other thing I have, like I said, I had mentioned that I have uh, a new smartwatch I'm testing out. This is uh, more of a uh, actual, uh, you call it, not just a heart monitor, but blood pressure monitor. There we go. Ooh. And it has a built-in pressure uh, stack inside that allow you to take it. You can automatically set times for it to run. Um, it could also checks uh, 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 oxygen levels. Uh, it automatically checks for sleep apnea. If, you know, if you're asleep, and it'll give you an alarm or buzz to kind of wake you up for things like that. Uh, uh, the reason why I was testing it, one, because it has an app uh, for Android, it has a website for uh, on Windows, but and it collects a lot of data. I just want to, you know, I feel like this company is kind of picking up where Microsoft left off with the Microsoft Band. It also yeah. tests, it also does all the other things as far as like uh, athletic, you know, testing athletics and giving you metrics for that. But it has automatic sleep tracking. I just feel like this is kind of going away from the uh, Wear OS and uh, Apple Apple Watch thing and kind of being the more dedicated uh, thing that Microsoft Band should have been. And uh, now that you talked about your hardware, let me get into the uh, hardware that I have. Um, I previously reviewed the Surface Duo phone, as you would remember. And now I am reviewing a new phone on the it's a ZTE phone, which is a Chinese brand. But it's meant to take on the uh, Galaxy S21 and the dominance of Samsung in America. This is a Chinese branded phone, but it's powered by full-on Google and um, and Android. Uh, you're not getting a cheap um, Chinese operating system here. This this is a phone meant 
that runs Android, and it has a quad camera array, um, Qualcomm Snapdragon 888 processor under the hood, 140 hertz seamless display, uh, Wi-Fi 6E and 5G, and guess what? They include a 65 watt fast charger in the box, and it has a 4,600 milliamp battery, and I'm looking forward to reviewing the phone. It is supposed to be coming in next week, and I'm looking forward to switching away from um, Apple for a week while I test this phone and put it through the whole test, and thanks to ZTE for reaching out to us and sending us that phone. Did they not get the memo that charges are for hipsters now? I know, right? And it's bundled in the box. Um, oh, Apple, man. Uh, Apple has no problem uh, leaving out the charger in a box. But if you buy the MagSafe battery pack like I did, they'll send it to you in a huge box. And the MagSafe thing is like this small. So I don't know what's going on here with Apple and their geniuses about environmentally being sustainable. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll let them figure that out. Here we have. <laughs> Last but not least, is uh, we're probably expecting to hear some more information and probably a final patch for print final nightmare. For print nightmare. So uh, stay tuned. If again, if you're a heavy printer and you're worried about your computers possibly getting infected or being taken over, uh, hopefully Microsoft will have a final solution. Maybe I shouldn't use that phrase. Maybe they'll have a final answer to print nightmare. Yeah, we, we expect Print Nightmare to be a thing that's not going to go away for a while until they finally fix it permanently. It'll just be patch after patch after patch for such a basic thing in Windows. that Until you, has, until you give up and you just start using OneDrive in Azure. You just start sending people screenshots of your documents and resumes yeah. instead of like printing them out. Yeah, hopefully, you know, again, if you're using Azure to be encrypted, so you don't have to even worry about that. Exactly. But uh, that said, I think we hit all of our topics today and we thank you for watching as always, unless, and I'll leave you for your traditional outro. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at MindHit1 on Twitter. Uh, where can people find you? ABAC Jern. Yeah. And again, if you want any information on uh, the news of the day, news of the week, news of the hour, features, uh, opinion pieces, giveaways, uh, all kinds of, you know, gaming information, uh, our Gaming editor, Lorenz, very honored. I think he's got some reviews and stuff coming up. Uh, you can all find all that on, on Microsoft on Twitter. That's very simple. I uh, don't believe we do Instagram or anything like that as of yet, so just look for us on Twitter. Uh, again, you're glad that you guys spent uh, a little bit of time with us today and hope you guys have a great weekend. Yeah, thanks for watching, guys, and see you again soon. Same place, same time. Stay safe.